What's up, y'all? Have a seat. It's your favorite hour of the week with the Facts Over Acts crew. And man, it's a mess in the nation's capital, but we're going to get to that after we get to these introductions. You know me, the MC, Kenton Gibbs. We got the master of the mixer master, Josh Guyton in the building. That is I. And we got Chris Allen, the money man, the promoter. We got him in the building, too. And he got some special guests to introduce today. Yeah, man, what's up, y'all? I got so I got some old friends of mine. Alex is, I guess he's a new friend, old friend, same thing. But he's a, he a guy that works in the same field as me, engineering field as me. Uh, he does a podcast, a Pistons podcast they do. Uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, though. It's Alex and Raymond joining us today. Yep, so this, this is Alex right here. But like Chris was saying, pretty much, you know, we clicked up. Uh, we black engineers, and, you know, in, in, this, in the engineering field, it ain't too many of us. So, you know, as soon as I seen him, uh, I, went to his, I went to his job, and then I saw we had mutual interests, black engineers, you know, and the rest is history, quite honestly. And so we clicked up. Uh, now we connected on this podcast. And uh, I'm happy to be on your show, man. I, I listen to y'all. Quite frequently, and y'all, y'all, y'all got some good content, and I really enjoy what y'all doing. So big up to y'all, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for being here. Yo, it's Rayvon checking in. Uh, it's good to be a part of you guys' podcast, Facts Over Acts. Um, Alex put me on game. Uh, I really enjoy you guys' content, and I'm definitely looking forward to having a good time with you guys. Hey, listen, it's always a great time here, and you know, I'm, I'm glad that we could put out good content that the folks want to listen to. But if we're going to bring y'all on, y'all got to participate in the good content. Fair enough? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. <laughs> All righty. I love to hear that. So, so like I was saying, we uh, we got a mess in D.C. We got a mess in D.C. And no, I'm not talking about the White House. We try to stay out of politics on this show. But we got a mess going on in D.C. Right down the street at FedEx Field. I mean... You name it, they have a problem with everything from the culture of the team to the coaches they're offended with the team name. The Redskins are just, oh, I'm sorry, they're no longer called the Redskins. They're now the Washington NFL team until they get a new name. So, fellas, tell me how y'all feeling about the name change of the Redskins first off. We're going to start with that. Man, oh, man. Well, um, for starters, we knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. I think the next step from here is just figuring out what the name actually is going to be because I haven't heard anything that's been lobbied out there or any suggestions that haven't been trash and this is a, a billion dollar franchise so well well you think the Red Tails is going to be trash <laughs> the Washington Red Tails ain't nobody trying to hey, ain't nobody trying to root for the Washington Red Tails bro I'm sorry I, I know what it's supposed to mean but we ain't rooting for the Red Tails bro but I mean at the same time, I don't think you can get much worse than a, than a new team coming out called the New Orleans Pelicans or something, bro. But still, I can't think of any suggestions <laughs> that's, that haven't been trashed yet. So that that's my only concern at this point. I'm glad they changed the name. It's about damn time. But let's change it to something that's not trash. and, and the, Not in the moral term, but just in the term of we trying to sell merchandise and promote a, promote a football team. I'm going to say this. We go, we go come back to that. If you talk about the names being trash, I'm going to need suggestions from everybody. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to say this, and I'm going to pass it over to Alex. Do y'all think they would have did all this if this Black Lives Matter movement didn't happen? Do y'all think they would really go through all this? I, I believe they would have. I believe they would have. 
Let are are we allowed why. to cuss? <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. But let me tell you why I think they would have went, went through all this. They would have went through this because FedEx was telling them to change the team name. Now, if we're talking about would FedEx tell them to change the team name without the Black Lives Matter movement, I doubt it. I doubt right. it. But, right. but when, when the folks whose name is on the building start applying that pressure, it's like a vice grip. That name going to get changed. But go ahead, Alex. Yo, all of this is part of this cancel culture movement right now. So the names I've been hearing are the Washington Warriors, which I'm not a fan of. I don't think that sounds sexy. You know, <laughs> uh, I think that uh, if we're going to get rid of the Redskins, we got to get rid of the Blackhawks. We got to get rid of the Florida Seminoles. We got to get rid of the Chiefs. We got to get rid of the Braves. Any, any mascot that's a person, we got to just get rid of if we're going to be fair. I mean, but but in all fairness, a lot of folks have already started. Didn't Central Michigan change their name to the Flying Seas along those lines? Or am I am I making that up? Are they still the Chippewas? Uh, let's let's, 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 let's check that. I want to chime in on this on this name change thing. Um, so I, I want to say it was Josh on on the last episode, maybe a few episodes ago, said. You know, if we had a team called the Detroit Negroes, you know, we would want that changed. We would, somebody would step up and say, you know, that's not right. So the fact that you know they are changing this, 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 this is definitely good. Now the question was, would it be happening if all the Black Lives Matter stuff wasn't going on? I don't. I, I kind of feel like it wouldn't be as proactive as it is right now, because I feel like the floodgates are open on all these protests right now. Like everybody's getting their foot in the door on these protests right now. And you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to call out anybody in particular, but I feel like a lot of people that really aren't down for the movement are stepping up and I was saying, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know. They, I feel like a lot of people don't have something, you know, really productive to do at the moment, and then people are just kind of putting their foot in the door on these protests. So I feel like it wouldn't be as proactive if, if, if the COVID wasn't going on, and I think if the George, the George Floyd situation didn't, didn't happen, I don't think it would be as proactive. I mean, I, I, I can I can feel that. I can a thousand percent agree with that. And um, for me personally, the, the Redskins name change, like Guy said, it's about damn time. It's been forever in the day. Um, I, I, really, I really think at the end of the day, it was a chain reaction from the Black Lives Matter movement. But, at the, but when we talk about what gets changed to happen, the thing that gets changed to happen quicker than anything is the, the greenbacks, the dollars. That's what gets the change moving. Anytime the big money players say, all right, change that name, it's going to get changed. It's going to get changed. Right. Unless you're the Cowboys and got Jerry Jones as your owner, then, you know, Jerry, whatever he's going to do, he's going <laughs> to do. Jerry get the first straight. Jerry get the first straight today. I'm just saying, Jerry going to do what Jerry want to do because Jerry got the bread to back it up. But all of the owners don't have, you know, the type of money where they, hey, I don't care who pull out. We still going to be where we are. Nobody calls the Cowboy Stadium, AT&T Stadium, anything like that. It's Jerry World. Everybody know why it's Jerry World. You know what I mean? So let, let me let me get this out of y'all. Can I get some team name suggestions? I'm going to start. And this might be some mid, but, I mean, it's a lot of mid team names if we really being honest in professional sports. I'm going to start with the Washington Redhawks. I'm just saying. I don't think that's bad. What, that ain't, what we that got? ain't terrible. What I feel got? like the, I feel like they want to eliminate the red part of the team name because I feel like that's the derogatory 
you know, term in in the in the name, like the the red, like you know, you you got the black people, you know, people who try to say that Indians are yellow people and they try to classify Native Americans as like the red people. So I feel like I feel like we need to re- eliminate that red portion of the name. But if they if the so the suggestions that I've heard so far have been the red tails and the warriors. I mean, red tails ain't uh, come on. Red tails <laughs> was a very specific group of pilots that were segregated <laughs> for a very specific reason. And knowing what your team name was for decades, for almost half a century, I don't think that I I don't think y'all have the leverage to use red tails. I just don't. Man, well, um, I'm not one that's ever against naming teams from the same city the same name as another sport. I think the Washington Capitals is fine for a football team. Mm, okay. All right. Well, you know, and, then nobody, and you can also, like, take over that. You can take own ownership of it. Nobody thinks of hockey when they hear the Washington Capitals. I mean, you know, they finally got their first Stanley Cup recently, and you're right. You're right. If somebody said Washington Capitals, uh, you know, you you would think football would first. I'm saying we all in here love sports. We've dabbled in all sports, I'm sure. But if I caught one of y'all in the alley and said name 15 hockey teams, are you are you done? Y'all might be struggling. I'm, <laughs> I'm done. Hey, hey, knock it off, man. Knock it off. I'm a lifelong hockey fan, man. I'm a, I'm a happily walk out. I'm not gonna call the cops though, cause I don't know if they gonna think I'm the guy that's robbing somebody. But still, <laughs> the fact remains, you know, I'm I'm gonna be there with my 15 team names ready. But speaking Hold of team on. names, what I we got I for got the, what we got for the Washington team? What's up? I think I got one. Washington pigskins. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the football, the pigskin, ain't that? That's kind of fresh. No, that's kind of derogatory, man. You <laughs> think so? Yeah. Derogatory to the pigs. <laughs> that can be interpreted so many ways. Pigs got cancel culture now. Yes, man. Oh my! Oh wow! You know what? I didn't even think about that. You're right. Pig skins could be taken another way. Okay. All right. Oh, you know. So far, we have found out how hard the team naming process is. Uh, hey, man. If you name it the pig skins, James Hart might have something to say about that. Oh my lord! Oh, <laughs> why you gotta throw it straight at my team already? We didn't even get started with the show yet, man. Come on. My <laughs> lord! But to answer Gid's question, I just Google so much stuff about Washington. It's pretty. A, it's a real boring state. So their team, their their state animal is an Olympic marmot. Wait, wait, wait. wait. They, they if DC, you're talking though. about Washington, the state, you're not talking about Washington, D.C. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. I know that. 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 But, like, when you type in what is Washington state animal, that's what it say. Right. That's talking about the state of Washington. They're not talking. D.C. is not a state. It doesn't not have D.C. its own. Yeah, I know. I just typed in Washington, though. So, let me type in. I type Washington. What is Washington state animal? D.C. is technically Washington, be, what, Maryland, Maryland. right? No, yeah, DC. So like, technically, yeah, DC. Like technically, while D, while DC is in the DMV, it does not have a state. Right. Yeah. DC is is in a, in and of itself its own entity as far as state go. I don't know, bro. Washington is so lame, bro. I can't find nothing like that. I related to. It. <laughs> oh, like, like, listen, we got we got listeners in DC, man. You gotta relax. You gotta. We not big enough for you to say stuff like that yet. Just wait until episode twenty three. All right, man. Well, I don't know, bro. They can name it whatever at this point. Just get rid of Redskins. 
<laughs> as long as as long as the team name doesn't include the word Glizzy, I'm happy. I'm happy. You know, as long as you don't yeah. Racial slurs or the word Glizzy, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Wait, who who proposed something with Glizzy in it? Where'd that come from? I'm just you know, white folks been abusing the word Glizzy ever since it hit the internet and I'm I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of it. Oh, Maybe, wow. know, like, I feel like the Glizzy game would take offense to that. <laughs> oh God, nah it's Glizzy game. You know, we, we just gonna move on. Cause this is going in the real oh my and the next story we getting into, this is a horrible segue. There's no easy way to segue into this, because this is a very serious matter, right? And we, we joke and laugh on the show, but one thing that we do take seriously is respecting women, respecting women's bodily autonomy, and, you know, workplace uh, conduct. And, and it's very apparent from the Washington Post uh, article that the Redskins have had a very, very serious problem as 15 women have leveled accusations of a culture of sexual harassment and misconduct that reached upper management with Washington's NFL team under Dan Snyder's ownership in a report published by the Washington Post. Snyder is not accused of harassment. He is accused of fostering a hostile work environment. The allegations span from 2006 to 2019. Snyder purchased the team in 99, and he declined multiple requests for interview. Now... With all that the Redskins, I'm sorry, with all that Washington's NFL team has going on, do they, does Snyder need to sell the team? Um, Should he sell the team? Yeah, dude, that's going to happen. This guy that's a billionaire and been owning a team for forever. He's not going to. I just want right. to start off by saying, one, I'm glad that we're fostering an environment, especially in sports, where women feel comfortable enough to come out and say these kind of things. Unfortunately, in in the culture that we live in, I'm not surprised because we were talking about a guy that the hill that he was willing to die on is keeping a name that offends millions of people. So are we really surprised that his morality allowed an environment that didn't respect women or allowed these things to happen to women? I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, that's that's completely fair. Any well, any other thoughts on Snyder and Racing? Well, my thing is, this gives you got all this going on. Wouldn't it just be easier for you to just sell this team and get your money, man? Wouldn't it just like that's just me? It is just yeah. He's just in the press so much the last couple of days and the last couple of weeks. Actually, I would just, I mean, just to get, give myself a break, I would just sell the team and go count my money and buy an island or something like that. Right. That's just me. Right. But I mean, he's not gonna sell it though. I mean, this is a when you own a team, that's generational, generational wealth. Like that's a different and, level of generational wealth. So, and you know, this ain't on the uh, Donald Sterling level. Number one and number two, the NBA is while it's still a system in which the owners reap the benefits where the players put their bodies on the line. The NBA is more is leaps and bounds more progressive than the NFL, so I, I get that as well. Did any of our guests have anything to say on the topic? Yeah, if, as far as the uh, Washington, ah, damn, I want to call them Redskins, as far as the Washington right, team right. scandal, uh, this isn't anything new. Like, uh, if you guys remember a couple years ago, they had cheerleaders come out and say that uh, they had team personnel ask them to post topless uh, for photo shoots, they had, took a trip to Costa Rica and asked cheerleaders to be escorts, and they uh, refused to give them their passports to leave. So I just think that it's, it's being brought up at a time where the franchise is in a lot of big heat. But 
I do think that um, more pressure should be put on Snyder because he's been the overseer of the team. So obviously he has the knowledge of what's going on in his franchise and to try to play like he doesn't, that's a problem. So I think these issues, they were already there and they're probably going on in other locker rooms. But right now the, the heat is just on the red, the Washington team, excuse me. Right, right. Hey, listen, it's okay. We done all made the mistake and the Washington team also put the logo for their former name as well as the team name in the letter announcing that they were retired. It was a one more for the road <laughs> situation. But we're going to talk about that later. But go ahead. Uh, anybody else have any thoughts on this? I just uh, I agree with what Ron was saying, you know. And it's just, it's just, it's just like we – we don't need to be like uh, <clears throat> I mean, I like I like, like Ramon was saying. It's been it's been. I think the Redskins, oops, Washington's team is they're they're in high shit right now, and uh, I think he does need to go ahead and probably sell the team, just get his name out out, out the press. You know, I think that would just be absolutely clear his name. That would be the best thing to do. Man, I'm telling you, he could go buy an island and he could charge people to land on his island. It's the same type of money. <laughs> hey, listen. Hey, listen, I, all, all I'm saying is there, y'all are right from the standpoint of there's a lot of heat on him. Y'all are probably also right in saying he probably won't sell the team. But, man, the optics of everything just look so bad. It's just. What, what they got just, in the water out there? I don't want to drink water out there, man. Here's, here's the other thing about it. Here's the other thing about it. As It's a common, uh, it's a very common phrase in sports. Winning cures all. Let's be honest. If this was the Patriots doing this, nobody would care. Because it's the Patriots. They they win so much that even off the field horrible activities that include 15 women and numerous other cheerleaders, it would not matter. Bro, have you met Gronk? Nobody exactly. said nothing to Gronk while Gronk was in the league winning. <laughs> exactly. Hey. But the team in D.C., I mean, when's the last time they won the Super Bowl? Was Art Monk still playing? No, Daryl Green was definitely still playing at that time. Yeah, it's, you know, you just, you can't, when you don't have a winning team, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it should be this way. I think it should be uniform across the board. I don't care if you're 16-0 or 0-16, you should have to abide by certain rules. But we all know, in the way the society is set up now, winning cures all. And um, for this next thing we're going to get into, there is no winning per se to cure this one, but we're going to get into it anyway because, I mean, between shooting them uh, State Farm commercials, apparently CP3 been calling in and reporting a lot of other claims uh, <laughs> while in this bubble. <laughs> so we, we've we got multiple reports of the bubble hotline being active, and uh, CP3 is allegedly a main culprit in the cause, and Dwight Howard was told on for not wearing a mask. Now, hear me out here, because I, I, I like to let everybody talk before I get into it, but I, I just... I just got to say something real quick on this. I don't understand why everybody is so upset when they were all saying, oh, yeah, we want to play. We want to play. Check ball. All the health stuff don't matter. Check ball. Check. Okay, cool. But somebody has to maintain the order in order for there to be a, a season in a pandemic. Somebody has to do that. And Chris Paul has the wherewithal to see and say, you know what, this is going to endanger the lead. This is going to endanger the season restart. Why wouldn't I tell? That's just that's just me. 
Now, do we have anybody who agrees with me, or are we all hashtag stop snitching, hashtag snitches I, get stitches? I, I completely agree, man. Um, One, if I'm in the bubble and I'm trying to hoop and I'm trying to finish the season, I want to play some basketball, I'll be telling too. I'll, I'll be completely honest with y'all, man. It's, All it's, right, man. It, let me let wrong with that. Okay, bro. Okay, bro. Y'all, so, y'all so. the old heads, so let me let the young guy talk. Go All ahead, right. bro. Man, bro, leave it alone, bro. You signed up to play down here just like I did. If I choose to do this, let me put myself in danger. Let me get in trouble. Let me get caught. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I might mess it up where we all go hoop. But, I mean, both you and Gibbs have said on the show already that the season probably not even going to finish. So, Ooh, it, because it, of that. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> if it ain't, ain't going to finish anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be down here. If I don't wear my mask one particular time, you don't have to call. You can just say, bro, put your mask on. Hold me accountable. You don't got to go call and tell on me so I can get a fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hold, hold me accountable, man. Don't. You ain't got to. You're going to call my mama. You're going to call my mama. You see me at a club when you know my mama told me stay at home. Like, that's that's the type of situation I'm looking at. D- during Corona? Yeah, I'm telling Oh, if you had to come to the club, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, hey, Big Gretch. Big Gretch. Oh, Y'all going to tell Gretch something? You know Gretch oh, don't play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Gretch, that Gretch that was phase one. Hold on. I just want to bring up Chris Paul's character real quick. I know y'all remember that game. I think it was a Minnesota game where he snitched on somebody for not having their shirt tucked in. This is Chris Paul's character. This is who he is. So if y'all surprised that this is Chris Paul snitching on somebody, I I hope y'all not surprised about that. Oh no, Chris Paul is the dirtiest. Chris Paul is dirty, and then that's like he's like super competitive too. So if I'm trying to win. And I see Dwight Howard not wearing a mask. I'm like, hey, your man's not wearing his mask. He got to get off the bubble. (laughs) I'm trying to get this shit real quick. He plays for OKC. They know they 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 just down there hooping. They know they don't have a (laughs) chance to win anything. They just down there hooping. Hey, but I'm saying if he get everybody else from the other teams eliminated, (laughs) he might have a chance. I mean, listen, OKC had a point two chance of making the playoffs this year, according to. According to the uh, NBA Power Rankings put out by ESPN, and look at him now as a five seed. So you know we can say they don't got a chance, but Chris Paul been hooping, hooping. This some of the best Chris, basketball yeah. that he's. This some of the best basketball I've seen him play in particular. Yeah. But also, a lot of guys, a lot of guys from that bench are stepping up. So I, I can't really see, I can't really see how we would dismiss them. But even if we would. If I'm a sequester myself away from my wife, kids, all that, oh, you best believe you ain't calling in no moves while I'm. While, no, <laughs> right, just just, just to go off on a tangent, we, we did this last week, but I like the topic and how we went in depth. I want to ask Alex and Ramon, hey, what player on the East and the West? It's two players. So, what two players, one from the East, one from the West, y'all think has the biggest chip on their shoulder this postseason? Or the most pressure. Either or the most pressure, yeah. Mm, that's a good question. I would say from the East, Jimmy Butler. I have to say Jimmy from from the East. Jimmy? Okay. Why, why Jimmy though? Jimmy is uh he's out to uh, right the wrongs of his uh, reputation. He's now the uh, alpha. He's it's the first time he's gotten to be the alpha of his own team for the first time in his career, uh, and the team is doing well under his leadership. And they actually have a real chance to get to the finals. I wouldn't pick them, oh, but I would give them my team. In East. They my team in the East for sure. For like, sure. I got for the Celtics sure. coming out the East, 
But I, Miami, Miami's that's my team. I love Miami. I would say I would say from the East, I would say Giannis, because mm. Giannis he, he, last year was his MVP year, and then now he has to come out and he has to ascend that. I feel like you can't you, that can't be his ceiling. I feel like he's kind of under some pressure, and then like they're the number one team in the East. I feel like you know they're they're pretty much the the front runner to come out of the East and and, and win it. I'm win the East. I almost wouldn't say win it all. But I would say from the Western Conference, I would say I have to say LeBron. What? I have to say LeBron. In terms of pressure, I agree. Yeah, LeBron, because look, Anthony Davis, his contract is up this year. There's no guarantee he's going to resign. He's been dropping hints about wanting to go play for his hometown, the Chicago Bulls. So to me, this is the best chance LeBron James has to win a championship for the Los Angeles Lakers. If he doesn't win this year, I, I really don't think he will win another one. Hey, hey, AD ain't going to hoop with Kobe White. I'm sorry to tell y'all. It ain't happening. It ain't happening. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to well, tell I mean, y'all the this time, too. The timetable is ticking on LeBron, though, man. Father age is un- Father time is undefeated. I mean, you could say that, but, but bro, where, where where is his game lacking that right now besides the free throw line? Like, you could I, – I, I hear you, and I agree with you, but I just can't see where he going to fall off a cliff at. He's still hoping like he – Seventeen, right? Yeah, like, he plays. You know, he plays for the Lakers, and that's the, that's the difference right there. The thing for me is this: LeBron right. has developed his game in a way. If he would have stayed what he was, probably his first five, four to five years in the league, where it was like all attacking the basket, attacking the basket, attacking the basket with some defense on the back end, like that. That was really good, but that's not sustainable. Like the your body just won't be able to do that. For 15, 20 years. He's developed his game in a way that now yeah, he has yeah. parts of his game. His at the end of the day, the, the deep range threes that he's shooting. People also often say, like, oh, he just does that to show off. Statistically speaking, he is as good, if not better, than Damian Lillard at shooting from uh from 35 plus. So I mean, it's it's he, you can say that, like, oh, well, you know, he's going to fall off a cliff. I agree. He's not going to be able to run like he does this year or next year. That's just how time works. He's in year 18 or 17. He'll be in 18 next year. That's just how time works. But he's developed his – he's not just Vince Carter out here running and jumping. No offense to Vince Carter. No offense. <laughs> but, like, Vince Carter's game never reached a level that was like, hey, even without the ability to dunk, he'll still get – he'll still go get you 40, 10, and 5. Like that never was him. That's what I'm saying. LeBron game to elevated to the point where any given night he could still give you 30, 10, and 10. Like any given night, and yeah, it's not. And it, 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 it's rare you see a game where LeBron doesn't dunk the ball. But I, I like it's gonna be games in the future, like 30, 37 year old, thirty eight year old Brown. He don't dunk the ball. But, but at effect- the same time, like his his skill set has developed a lot, especially considering how he used to play. But mm-hmm. how much of that skill set is he able to get off or those shots he's able to get off the way that he does because it's still a threat of him attacking the basket? Oh, yeah. If I'm yeah, guarding yeah. LeBron, I'm still playing off I half mean, the time. I mean, 6'8", 250, you get into the basket. I don't care what you six eight two fifty. 250, you get into the basket. He not, though, man. He not, though. The father time is undefeated, man. So oh, yeah, I, definitely, definitely. When we get to that season to where he not dunking on everybody's head, you able to close out on them jump but shots. But I'm saying he's taking. still doing it now, so I don't see him – 
Like next year, this time, I don't see LeBron not dunking. I, I don't either, but I know it's coming eventually. It's it happens right. to everyone. It might be it year might twenty be. before he like really slow down completely, where he's not a top ten player to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, and what what I think what I think is acknowledged on top of like the natural biology of his body is just a, a modern marvel as far as what it has sustained and what how he's been able to keep at the level. He puts he invests in his body. Right. He puts millions of dollars in his body to have a specific masseuse, specific Man, shapes, a, all this and that. So I'm gonna make this yeah. comment. It's probably gonna rattle y'all cages, but if Carmelo took care of his body the way LeBron did, do y'all? I think Melo no. and Brown would still be no. a high level player. No, man. you don't think Melo? Carmelo lays with so much emphasis. No. Said, no, I was, so <laughs> that was that was very I kind of agree with that though, quite honestly, because of because of how Melo's game is. Melo's not really. I mean, of course, in his Denver days, not Melo was had plenty of posters, but like when he was on New York, kind of his later days in New York, he really wasn't putting people on posters like that. He was three ball. He was them deep three ball. So if he would have had taken care of his body and kind of especially like how LeBron does nobody take care of their body like LeBron does that's so if he would have did it like 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 LeBron in a LeBron way uh, he most definitely would have been uh he most definitely would still be an elite player cuz even when you see him today playing with the Trailblazers that back to the basket game is still there that little yeah. that little elbow jump shot that's still easy money right there yeah. my issue with Melo is not about his uh his physical shape it's about his game itself it's not flexible enough to fit into today's NBA. And that's really what my issue is with him. He's too much of an antiquated early 2000s player. Um, that, that, yes, yes. That's a word right there. Okay. But hear me, hear me out. And shout, out, shout out to the ACT word. Shout out to ACT. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I mean, for me, I think that the NBA has gone so far into analytics. I think everything in balance. Everything in balance is what will get the job done. And they're trying to overdo the efficiency and teams are jacking up 40-something threes a game. And it's just like, if you can't hit 15 consistently, why are you jacking up 40 consistently? If you don't have games where you only hit 9 or 10, if you going 9 for 40 from the three, it's not helping you. I don't care how efficient the shot is. It's not helping you. If you're driving to the basket with a bunch of guys with slippery hands, it's not helping you. So you hate the Rockets, huh? You just hate them. Listen, I don't hate the Rockets. I'm going to say this. The Rockets are really good at what they do. They've got a million guys who can shoot threes and a million small guys who can run. And when they run, you're going to find space for the threes or teams are going to expand out to the three-point line, gives you a lane to the basket. I don't hate that. But there are a lot of teams... I'm just the Spurs do it the right the Spurs do it the right way to me in that they know, hey, so what that DeMar DeRozan and uh and Lamarcus Aldridge are gonna both be shooting contested mid-rangers all day. That's what <laughs> they do best, so that's what we'll let them do. As opposed mm-hmm. to well, this guy is uh eh, a streaky three-point shooter, good mid-range shooter, trade him. We don't need him. Like that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. LaMarcus Aldridge in Portland was not a three-point shooter, but he dominated with that back to the basket. And, you know, it's just I, I'm just saying, for me personally, you know, I know we play social distance and defense in the NBA now, but I'm just <laughs> saying that back to the basket game, that mid-range game, it's still a place for it. Mm-hmm. I think in today's game, I think the game is kind of skewed by – 
how the Warriors used to play. I think a lot of teams are trying to imitate what how the Warriors played, but they don't realize they had Steph and Clay, two of the greatest shooters of all time. Right. And not only that, the Warriors prided themselves on defense. And they like exactly. they had they're, they're, the way they played, like when they just jump it down, dump it down to Draymond, and they have so much movement, Steph moving around the three, Clay moving around the three, even Andre Iguodala was knocking down threes. Like it wasn't just Oh, I'm gonna shoot 43s a game, and then now I'm gonna win. Nah, like they, their tactics were so much more advanced than a lot. What a lot, what a lot of these teams are trying to imitate nowadays, and it's just like it's, it's not working. I, I think in order to bring back that mid-range kind of game, like I saw a, a post on Twitter that said the most influential basketball players that we've seen uh, ever, or, or in our lifetimes, was Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. And I told him I disagree with them, even though I think those are the three GOATs and Kobe is my favorite player of all time. I disagree with them because they changed the game off the court, but on the court, none of them greatly impacted the game, in my opinion, because you can't replicate those players. Yeah. My answer yeah. to that question is Shaquille O'Neal, Dirk Nowitzki, and Stephen Curry. And I think in order to get the game out of this three-point mentality and the way they're playing now, everybody's trying to mimic the Warriors like you said. So if you wanted to change something or get a mid-range kind of game back going, you would need a great well, defensive team to start a dynasty or a great mid-range team to start a dynasty in order to see change in the NBA. Well, well I will say this. I will say this. The Rockets have changed their way a lot. And I mean, I, I might be uh, biased about this because y'all know that's my team. But... They have noticed since Russ can't shoot at all. Like I would leave Russ open. I would go to the grocery store and come back if Russ at the three point line. <laughs> I would. That's disrespectful. Oh man, if Russ at three point line, I'm letting him shoot. And, and Russ Russie's my guy. I love Russ. But what they learned, the Rockets learned is everybody else shoot threes. Russ, you do what you do. You Russ been playing mid range, playing back to the basket. He been he put the little point guards in the post. He gets to the basket. Acrobat layups. If they double team, it's a shooter right there for him. And I feel like that's the name of the game if you're not the Warriors. The Warriors have so much movement going on. And I don't really give that credit to Steve Kerr because I don't think Steve Kerr is a good coach. That's just... Neither, that, neither do I, but that's a topic for a different day. Yeah, that's a topic for a different day. You gotta, that's controversial. You gotta give that's controversial. That's controversial. That's controversial. We got to say in football. We got to say in the football. It's not about your X's and your O's. It's your Larry's and your Joe's. And I'm Steve Kerr <laughs> had the best... Steve Kerr had the best assemblance of Larry's and Joe's that I believe we've ever seen as far That's as true. shooting. As far as shooting goes, I don't think we've ever seen a team. They got a seven-footer that can pull up from 35. They had the greatest shooter of all they time statistically in Steph Curry. And they had the second-best shooter of all time volume-wise. Because if, if, if Steph Curry was never born, Klay Thompson probably would have the most three-pointers in the season record already. And that's just the boy put up sixty with like fifteen dribbles. Like that's the craziest stat that I've ever heard in my life. And he that's what I'm saying. Grabbed it from the hip, fling. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like Steve Kerr really just told them to just kind of fill in where they fill in. And a shooter's mentality is like Clay. He, he's not a he's not a playmaker. So Clay knows my offense got to come through me scrambling, getting open off of these screens. That's really what Absolutely. it is. Yeah. Absolutely. So now we 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 sticking to basketball. We sticking to basketball. We're gonna talk about the women for a second because uh, the reigning MVP Elena Del Don uh, of the Washington Mystics. She basically was advised by um, her doctors and her health team 
that she needs to opt out of playing because she has Lyme disease. And uh, basically, the WNBA told her, hey, we get that your experts are saying that it's not safe, but our experts are saying that it is. So either you can play or you cannot get paid. And I'm going to read you a small excerpt from her uh, writing with the Players' Tribune. And, you know, we I just want to discuss how this looks uh, for a second. So, in her words, I take 64 pills a day, I, and I feel like it's slowly killing me. Or if it's not killing me directly, then I at least know one thing for sure. It's really bad for me. Long term, taking that much medicine on that regular of a regimen is just straight up bad for you. It's literally an elaborate trick that you play on yourself. A lie that you tell your body so that it keeps thinking everything is fine. It's a never-ending, exhausting, miserable cycle. But I do it anyway. I do it anyway because I have Lyme disease. Now, between the, the pictures and videos that have come out of the WNBA bubble, and now the reigning MVP being told, hey, your Lyme disease does not qualify you to still get paid even though you're not playing in the middle of a pandemic. What does this say about the WNBA? Is this a bad look or is this like, hey, business is business is strictly financial. We get it. Um, Like I said a couple shows ago, man, at, at this point, we're discussing, we're discussing less the semantics of actual sports and, and the semantics of, of, of morality here. Like, right. I don't care if it was the the fifteenth player at the end of the bench, let alone your your reigning MVP. No one should be be put in in a position like that to to play a sport. Like we already know that this this thing that we're going through, we still don't know exactly what it is. I mean, it's been around for we're approaching a year, and they don't even have a vaccine, let alone something to to stop the spread of it. So we know this kind of, people with a compromised immune system, especially something as severe as Lyme disease, is putting her at risk and for and to play a basketball game is absurd. I mean, um, people have been lobbying for the increased pay of of WNBA players um, for for the past about year now. It's been it's been more rapid. And I always say from a from a business standpoint, I understand it because the women, if you total their salaries together they actually make a larger percentage of the WNBA's revenue than NBA players do but at the same time it's just a morality issue it, this, this shouldn't be a conversation that we're having even though they aren't the juggernaut that the NBA is or they're not making billions on top of billions of dollars you have enough money to where you should be able to afford your reigning MVP not being not having to put their health at risk so you can play if you so you can play in a game in a bubble in Florida. It's it's just not necessary. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. I mean, I for me personally, she's tough because I ain't taking sixty four days a day. No way, no no way am I taking sixty four days a day. I don't care what I got. I'd rather just put me on the machine and let it let it just let me breathe for me until it don't breathe no more. I'm not taking sixty four pills a day. But it's not really fair because I mean you've seen it in the NBA. A lot of players, a lot of like not I haven't I wouldn't say any big name players right now have said it, but I think it's gonna come out. Have chose not to play. A lot of players in the NBA have chose not to play, and it's just been like, we understand. Go ahead, don't play. Like, I mean, one player in particular that I feel like we dog him on the show, but now that he's not playing, I'm kinda a little weary about the Lakers is Avery Bradley. He chose to not play. 
And he's on the we big market friend. We dog him on the show. You dog him on the show. Yeah, but he plays for the, 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 the top franchise, well, the top three franchise in the league, the Lakers. And he was allowed to, you know, just go ahead and just stay at home with his family. And just to have her, for one, I already know she doesn't feel comfortable playing because of COVID. And for two, she already just, she telling y'all, I, I'm really not feeling it. So, like, take take it serious. A lot of people tend to take Lyme disease as a joke because, like, I, I want to say it, it's not the end of the world if you have Lyme disease. But people look at Justin Bieber and how he lives because he has Lyme disease. And they look at it as if, like, it's just nothing really that serious because he lives a normal life. But other people... I react different to it, and it's just like I don't think it's fair for anybody to play. Where that's, that's a form of slavery, if you ask me. You making me do something I don't want to do just because I signed a contract, and I don't like. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a form. You you make her do something against her will. Yeah, Chris, I agree. I was I was just saying that same thing. I'm like, this is more of a plantation than the NFL, if you ask me. Um, I mean, I, I think of it in this in the sense that like if I'm sick at my job. You know, they'll let me take some time off and I'll still get some some money. And I know right. um, in, 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 the, in the sense that the WNBA is not allowing their star player. And we just I think a, a few episodes you guys had Patrick Mahomes conversation about you take care of your your star entities. And Elena Deladon is a star entity of the WNBA. You take care oh, of you take care of that person. So you you definitely have to you have to pay her if she doesn't want to play, and it's not even about her not wanting to play. It seems like she can't play. It's not like Avery Bradley's situation where it's like, you know, I'm not really feeling this. I might get sick, yada yada yada. She's like, I'm literally physically just can't do it, you know. And and if, if we want to talk about a business sense, like if you want to, if somebody is sick, you let them take time off, and then you still allow them to get paid, whether that's pay reduction or their full pay, you still pay them. Right. So I, 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 I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not in agreement with uh, what the WNBA is doing. Absolutely. So now, and I know we didn't even plan on talking about this, but the NFL players came out strong today. They came out in droves, all of the big names from Drew Brees to Todd Gurley, Miles Garrett, Jarvis Landry, uh, Michael Thomas, you name it. They've all come out telling the NFL because the NFL recently released a statement saying that all camps, all training camps, are scheduled to start on the regular day in which they were scheduled, uh, July 28th. Now, I'm going to read off these statements, and I'm going to get through them as fast as I can here. I'm going to tell you who is by and what they said. Drew Brees, we need football, we need sports, we need hope. The NFL's unwillingness to follow the recommendations of their own medical experts will prevent that. If the NFL doesn't do their part to keep all the players healthy, there is no football in 2020. It's that simple. Get it done. Todd Gurley, you want to watch football this year? Us players need to remain healthy in order to make that happen. The NFL needs to do, he added the NFL, by the way. The at NFL needs to do their part to bring back football safely in 2020. We, hashtag we want to play. Miles Garrett, if the NFL doesn't do their part, to keep players healthy and there is no football in 2020, it's that simple. Hashtag we want to play. Jarvis Landry, crazy to see how the NFL is not following the recommendations of its own experts regarding health and safety for us as players. As of today's, as of today, questions have not been answered and we want to play football. Y'all want to watch this year, football this year? Hashtag we want to play. 
And then the, the most, uh, the probably the most riveting one to me was what Russell Wilson said. Uh, he was talking about Sierra. I'm, I ain't never seen a man be so in love in all his life, boy. This man here. <laughs> you can say the sun is shining. He'll say, don't shine half as bright as my baby. I love my old lady. Man, he, you got to slow down, Russ. You're making all of us look bad. But anyway, Russell Wilson tweets, I am concerned my wife is pregnant. At NFL training camp is about to start, and there's still no clear plan on player health and family safety. We want to play football, but we also want to protect our loved ones. Hashtag we want to play. Wait, Fellas. she pregnant again? Hey, see, Russ can't keep his hands off her. Russ can't keep his hands. But you know what? What man can't keep his hands off his wife, right? Like that's just the, the nature of life. If we all had millions to raise as many kids as we wanted, I'm sure plenty of us would have eight, nine kids right now. I'm just saying. But anyway, what are we thinking about these things? And not Russell Wilson's fertility. We we are not discussing. But but what are we thinking about the NFL and hashtag we want to play? Um, I'm, I'm gonna make this short, man. I've been saying the same thing since the very first episode of this show. It's, it's no sports, man. No sports. Mm. I, I just can't think of a scenario in which this is going to work. NBA, NFL, MLB. I, I just can't think unless it's a sport like uh, what they just had the National Cornhole Championships on ESPN like two weeks ago. Oh my god! It's my it's god. literally four cornhole. people in the room. You can pull that off, but when you got <laughs> 11 people on each side of the ball it's just not a smart idea because one person gets it from you don't know where and this thing spreads like wildfire and it's just not it's stuff is just going to continue to get worse before it gets better and i think we should at least wait until things get better and people stop going on 15 spirit flights to florida before we consider bringing sports back so you right. saying you're not partaking in those fifteen dollar flights, Josh? Huh? Not at all. <laughs> but all. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit more optimistic about the NBA just just because they haven't really released anything they're gonna do if someone does test positive in the bubble. I really feel like they think their plan is foolproof. So I think even if somebody does, they're gonna just accuse them of leaving the bubble, and then they just gonna keep the season rolling like that. Like I honestly, I honestly don't think. The NBA is really have like having a backup plan. Like it's like this season's gonna go and we just gonna go. If they get it, they get it. Like like it's just like a plantation. I mean, but at the same time, all these NFL players they saying this, but I still and I touched on this a couple episodes ago. No one has made a list of demands that they need to play. Like if they did that, a lot of owners would have no choice but to do that. And then if one of the demands is. You can't have fans, and I only want this person, this person. You know, limit the amount of people they have in there. I don't think it would be that bad. I honestly don't. But they ha- it comes from the players first. The players have to speak up and say what they want. They have to let them know what they need to do for them to play. Right, right. I feel that. I feel that. I think, uh, I think the, the, in the case of the NBA, it just feels forced. Like, it's like, it's July 31st, and now we just about to restart back up. We got this bubble. Like, this, it just it just sound, it just sound weird. Feels like summer league. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, just, it just don't, it don't feel organic. Like, I don't know, maybe call this season quits. Start it back up when it's safe. I, 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 I'm on board with the no sports comment. I, I don't think it's going to work. So, with the NFL players, this seems a, just a tad different from the NBA because all of the players are saying we want to play we desire to play right like there's 
with the NBA, there was Kyrie with the like, hey, from a from a social issues movement, I'm not really feeling mm-hmm. this. And there were there was Dwight who and Avery Bradley who backed him up on that. There were other guys who were like, hey, from health concerns, I'm not really feeling this. The NFL players are just like, hey, listen to your own experts. This is this is the question that's raised for me. How did they know that the NFL experts, that the medical experts are telling the NFL, hey, we need to come up with these ways to keep them safe? And the NFL is just like, eh, that'd be all right. I'm big, strong guys. All these guys are, what, 240, 230? That'd be fine. Like, where, where is this coming from? Hey, Gibbs, that was a great white voice. I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> Agreed. You know, I've, I've watched Sorry to Bother You a plethora of times. I've worked on it. You know, you never know when you're going to need it. But, but, but seriously, though, it, it's, it's, a, it's a thing for me of it's disheartening that these, that these men are saying, your own experts are telling you we need more precautions, we need more protection. And they're just throwing them out there. That's a little scary for me that they all know, hey, this is what your experts are saying and you're not listening. Like that that's the part that for me is like, mm, what's going on here? I, I just don't know. Well, football is worse because let's let's think about it, Gibbs. You're a football guy. Absolutely. How many different people do you have working on the sideline alone in football? We'll see. And <laughs> In football, uh, in college, you have, I want to say you probably have more in college, but in college, you got a position coach for every position, so that's about, uh, for every position group, rather, so that's about nine or ten coaches alone, and then you include, each team got to have at least at least five to six water folks, uh, so you, you got to throw them in there, and then... Uh, some teams have their tile people separate from water people. It's not common, but some teams do do it. So you got to throw that in there as well. I mean, you, generally you're looking at people who are not actually playing. You're looking at anywhere from like 20 to twenty to 30, somewhere in there. Exactly. And then you have about, I'm going to just say about 40 to 50 NFL players down there, oh, correct? NFL, yeah, NFL, uh, the rosters are, I believe, after the last CBA agreement, I believe the roster now 55. Right. Or 54. Either way, the, the 53 man was what it was last year. So we could go off 53. That's a guaranteed number. So that's just one side of the field, correct? Yes. <laughs> so you got <laughs> you to double that. And let's not forget the cameraman. Let's not forget the the sound guy, the test sound, because I know they're going to have the audio, the field audio. Let's right. not forget the guy that control the lights, because I know Sunday night football, Monday night football, you can't play. It's not going to be daytime the whole game. Let's not forget the people that clean up the field, clean up the locker room. Let's let my... I mean, it's just so many people gonna be involved in football. Like, it's just football is like probably the worst sport to try this with, besides baseball. But they just announced baseball players can't spit. Like, they they're not allowed to spit. So, I don't know if they're chewing on in baseball. But I mean, as I played baseball all my life within the last three years, and spitting sunflower seeds is like that's just what we do. That's right. just like so. I really don't know. All right, I don't, I don't know, really know how they're going to have a baseball scene like that. But I don't know football, nothing else about Coach Custer, but he loves spitting out a seed. 
Hey, no, no, that's my guy. Relax. Relax. That's I'm the just saying, I don't know nothing else about him, but I know, I know Coach Custer loves spitting out a seed, boy. That's about it. That's all I know about him. Oh, man, he used to spit him out in the Cavs hallways, man. But anyway. Bro. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, football is the one sport I feel like it's just too many people involved, too many variables involved in football. It's just yeah. I don't see a, a world right now where football will come back anytime soon. And you know, the craziest part to me is how do you do social distancing for the team? You got 53 guys that's supposed to stand six feet apart. Like, come on, man. That's that's a hundred and that's what, a hundred and eight feet? Like, that's basically the entire field. That's that's basically, that's basically, uh, I'm sorry, that's about 30 yards of the field. Just. And that's assuming that y'all aren't still – how do you relay, hey, we need to make this adjustment, this adjustment, this adjustment to position group X, Y, Z? How, how do you huddle part, up? How do you huddle up? The, <laughs> the funniest part to me is the, the rule that the NFL did make for player safety. The only rule that I've seen so far is that players can't jersey swap after the game. I'm going to let y'all do with that information what you will. <laughs> we will allow you to knock each other's heads off for 60 minutes. But after that game is over, you can sweat on each other, breathe on each other. Breathe. But after the game, don't you dare give him your jersey because the jersey <laughs> could have COVID. And nah, it's not going to hurt. It's not, making, it's not making sense. Bro, I mean, bro. and then how long? Like, it's not – we haven't even got any breakthroughs on this COVID. Like, it seems like we're the only country that's still struggling this bad with COVID. Like, because we oh, taking we $15 flights to Florida. <laughs> Disneyland open it back up. Mickey need that bread, boy. How you go Mickey to a pool party and put the mask on? That's not stopping COVID. Hey, yeah, listen, I... Mickey said they need that NBA bread. They need that. They need the. Uh, they need the the Magical Kingdom bread. Mickey need all the bread. Now, I'm just telling you what, what they told me. Hey, have they posted the women? I know we got on it last year. Have they posted the women in the bubble food yet, or they got the same food as the the men in the bubble? Uh, for the man, NBA. Doubt is the uh, same. Hold on. When is, when is the WNBA season starting, though? I have no clue. I think I they said, uh, uh, they released the date. I think it said, like, August 2nd or something. It's like a couple days after the men. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I really, I mean, I'm so desperate for sports that I was actually. I am, too. <laughs> man, I, I, I am actually too. think, I actually going to lock in on both NBA and WNBA this year because, like, yeah. I just. I'm gonna take advantage of it while I can because I don't know when it's gonna shut down again. So. Right. right. I'm like, I don't think it's gonna work, but whenever it whenever it starts back up, I'm tuning in. <laughs> Man. For the couple games that we do get or whatever the case, I'm tuning in. I mean, and it's destined to fail, but Clippers Lakers game one. Let's go, baby. It's time. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, one other thing I wanted to bring up, and I, we might how we, we might be over time, but how y'all feel about Zion being able to lead a bubble and come back? How y'all feel about that? Absolutely not. Why was Iron Lee? What? What's going no, on? No, he had he had, he had family he emergency. Yeah, he left already. He, he left the bubble. Well, long as he quarantined for fourteen days before he rejoined there. No, they said he has to come back and pass multiple COVID tests and have to test negative, and he has to quarantine for four days. Only giving him four days of quarantine. <sighs> well, um, I, I did share um the process that they're going through as far as. The quarantine or whatever. Didn't y'all get a chance to check out uh, Matisse Tybul's vlog or whatever about how the bubble was yeah, working? Yeah, I watched it. I watched yeah. it. But you go ahead and explain it because you probably. Yeah, so, so essentially, I don't think that's a bad thing just because 
they when you first arrive at the bubble they do multiple covid tests and then if you um you gotta quarantine yourself for 24 hours to receive your result in the bubble then if you receive your result and it's negative then you're allowed to you know explore around the bubble and go go about your day as normal but they do retest every day but after after they after the initial test you don't have to quarantine after your test so I don't know if that's a good thing because you know man, you that's might be another yeah. racket, man. Yeah, so, so so you can get your test a second time if you already tested negative and not quarantined. But at the same time, we don't know how that's gonna work because let's say you test positive the second time and you already went and dapped up fifteen people. Right. So that that is how their process is working though. So when they first arrive at the bubble, they didn't have to, even though they came from, you know what I'm saying, outside circumstances, they just had to take that initial test. They didn't have to quarantine for, for, for two weeks or four days or it was just a twenty four hour span. Yeah, and, and another thing, the NFL, they haven't done a mass testing yet. So we like they, they they probably a lot of them probably have went and got tested. But just like we've seen all these NBA guys, these high profile players coming up with COVID, we're going to start seeing that for the NFL. So, I don't think they season. I, I just, I don't see they season coming back. <laughs> That's fine. Right. That's fine. Right. Hey, listen, man. We, we done had enough of COVID. Y'all done had enough of us. But we're going to need y'all to come back again next week and the week after that and the week after that to our wonderful guests. Y'all have been amazing. Tell the folks where they can follow you, where they can follow y'all pod. Give yourself some shout out real quick. So, yeah, you guys can uh, follow us, Pistons SRD, or uh, everywhere on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, check us out. All right. Like I said, we know y'all done had enough of us, but come back. Come back. Because hopefully we're going to have some actual games to talk about pretty soon. We're going you know, to be one day away uh, or two days away, rather, from the start of NFL training camp. Hopefully we'll have some safety protocols to talk about Love, peace and love, y'all. See y'all next week. Yeah,